Welcome back to the Dominate Sales Podcast. Again, it's your host, Dom Wilkins, here with my good friend and partner, Sean McGee. Hey, hey, Sean. guys. Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Good to be doing good. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we're glad to have you today. Um, And I wanted to bring Sean on for you all because he has a wealth of experience to share. Sean, you want to tell him a little bit about uh, what you've done in the past or how you, uh, or what you're doing now? Yeah, you know, I'll start with saying that it's never been easy, um, but it's definitely been a blessing. My uh, first opportunity came uh, 100% commissions. <laughs> so door-to-door knocking, those, call, those cold calls are very important. But I've been blessed to work with everyone from the NFL and Verizon to uh, the Gaylord Hospitality Suites. Um, have, I've had a lot of success working uh, with the United States of America's first chief commercialization officer. So through all these, yes, we've gained a lot of experience and uh, we're passionate about sharing it all with you guys. So come on aboard. Nice, nice. Um, and yeah, Sean and I met at uh, one of our various uh, sales opportunities, uh, developed a good bond. And from there, um, definitely work together on Dominate Ventures and consulting in. Um, so you get to learn a little bit about, you know, kind of how some of our conversations go, what we're passionate about. Um, this first part, though, we're going to learn learn about Sean a little bit. So um, how did you get your start in sales? Was it more of a, a natural, you know, kind of thing or uh, where you felt like, you know, I, I know I want to do this? Or did you kind of fall into it by happenstance? Yeah, I actually uh, was introduced to sales by a good friend of mine. Um, I was actually down on luck. Um, I was working in retail you know, fresh out of high school, still in college. And I came home from break one day and I needed some extra money and I wasn't on the schedule to actually work. So, yeah, we all uh, man, I tell you, the good days. But what ended up happening was I was introduced to this opportunity, literally selling office and copy paper supplies. <laughs> and uh, 100% commission is how I got that start. And um, literally, <laughs> Hated sales every day until I finally accepted it. And it's been a blessing ever since then. Got you. And I mean, I think that's uh, pretty consistent with the, a lot of people's sales experience, you know, especially, um, you know, the first one is not what you expect when you think about sales from the outside. But um, how'd you kind of grow to, to kind of love, you know, being in sales? You know, I think I think it came from an appreciation of the art but I didn't gain that appreciation until I was able to look back a couple of years and realize that this is what it's going to be. Um, essentially, the appreciation came from all the hard work that was put in. We're talking about you're not eating that day unless someone is saying yes to you. Mm-hmm. So what ended up happening was uh, I looked back after about five years and I said, I don't want to do this anymore. But all the jobs that kept wanting to hire me were sales. So I did a little research and I found out that sales is the largest grossing industry in the world. Mm -hmm. Number one money makers in the world. And I said, well, here I am with this opportunity and I got a chance to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. Why not perfect that craft that I've been blessed to have received naturally? Once I actually started doing that, things took off and I started meeting great successful people like Don (laughs) Wilkins. Yeah, no. And I think you hit it right on the head, man. Um, When you say craft, it's just like uh like being an actor or actress or you know or or playing a sport um or you know playing an instrument right like it's a it's definitely a craft and it's a skill to it it's an art and it's a science um and when we talk about compensation you know athletes and entertainers demand 
their compensation compensation you know they can it goes up and down based on on their value but the key there is that they can negotiate it and it's the same thing with sales and it's about the work you put in right so it's it's a, a gratification point to know that hey if i put in extra work this month or you know i get i exceed what the company needs you know one individual to do i can you know make more Absolutely. as well um and then you know with the with our sports backgrounds I think the competitiveness of sales plays a part in it, right? Definitely. Has you know, to do with the drive. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Because, of course, if I know, hey, the person sitting next to me, you know, is, you know, <laughs> either making more sales or, you know, making more money, you know, that's definitely a, a, a kick in the in the rear. Yeah, so that's a little motivation there. <laughs> exactly. We feel, certain, we feel a certain type of way about that. For exactly. Sure. No, cool. So, so now, you know, you got into an area where, you know, you really love the craft of sales and, and really wanted to get good at it. Um, what would you say was that opportunity where, you know, things really took off for you? Uh, the Gaylord, working at the Gaylord, you know, um, I managed about 120 different uh, individuals and um, it required a lot of communication. And I really didn't know how good I was at this. Uh, in fact, I'm a really awesome technical writer, guys. So sometimes I could be a little lengthy with things. But in having to communicate to 120 odd different people, and 96 different tasks and different responsibilities and different meeting rooms and things like that. I realized that the more efficient I became in my communication, the more opportunity I had to convince people on ideas that could shape and make their lives a little easier. Nice. Once I got to that point, I felt unstoppable. I felt that anybody you sit me in a room with was going to have to pay attention to this because I realized that I was giving people more more benefit, more added value than they genuinely care to ever receive because that's not what they perceive of us as salesmen. They typically mm -hmm. think this is someone trying to cram something down my mm -hmm. down my throat. All right. So it really took off once I started focusing on relationship with my customers rather than services and you need to get this from me because I wanted you to. When mm -hmm. I started caring to understand who the customer was and what they really needed and how they operate, things really started to take off. And that all started at the game of National Harbor. Appreciate you guys. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So in, in that regard, what, what would you say became your, your two best strengths? Uh, I definitely have to say that it came down to um, rapport and connection, you know, building that rapport and uh, being flexible. Flexibility was definitely something that uh, really has helped propel me to this level today. I agree. So we're going to take a quick break here. But when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit uh, about how that connection piece is huge. Um, when you talk about success in sales or, you know, influence someone's influencing someone to make a decision. Um, and then also we'll touch on that flexibility point. So stay tuned. And we're back. So before we took the break, Sean had mentioned that one of his uh, strengths is rapport building and connection. And I couldn't agree more. Um, that's a great uh, principle to have in your process. Um, and, and especially the more authentic it is, the better results you'll get out of it. Um, so why would you say building connection and, you know, having that good relationship in the process is important to you? You know, because we've all heard that people buy from the people that they like. Well, what is that all about, right? What does that really mean? You know, does that mean that I need to establish some trust? 
Does that mean I need to know a little bit more about you so I can feel like I can relate to you? Um, it's extremely important because without it, there is no understanding. Mm. And if a person cannot understand your process, your solution, your services, your company's mantra, mm -hmm. then they're not informed of what they're really buying. So it is critical that a person um, understands connection and rapport and establishes it immediately. Yeah, no, I like I said, I totally agree with that. Um, and I'll even give you an example uh, of how that's kind of worked in my situation. Um, when I was selling Timeshare, it was this older um, African-American couple who, you know, newly retired, you know, ready to take a lot of, you know, great vacations and trips. And, uh, you know, for those who are familiar with Timeshare, it's, an, it's a pretty expensive product, um, especially, you know, for the down payment and everything. And of course, you know, it's one of those 100 percent commission jobs, um, <laughs> you know, definitely a, a, a great product if you if you, you know, if you want to travel a lot. Um, but on the other side, it's definitely a, a grind there. Um, and so I think they were my, my only tour of the day. I know I needed that, you know, that cell to go through. And, uh, and and the funny thing is I kind of relaxed under the pressure, right? It's kind of like, all right, if it sells, it sells. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Right. So I just had a great time with them. Like even when I was showing them the, you know, going through my routine and showing them the results, I was just, you know, really, I forgot I was a salesperson and I kind of <laughs> looked at myself as almost like a grandson and was just like, you know, grandma, granddad, we can go here. You know, we can go there. Literally saying to these people who I had met, you know, maybe 10 minutes before, but they were just such warm, good people that, you know, something in, inside me was like, you know, forget the sales thing, just be real with them, right? Still. And we had a great time, you know, uh, it was amazing. And when it came down to it, you know, of course, you know, having to put, you know, pen to paper, um, I literally told him, I'm like, hey, you know, given your situation, I think this would be a great vehicle, but, you know, don't feel pressure. You know, of course, my, my boss wants me to do X, Y, Z. He wants me to do this, but I feel really comfortable with you guys to let you know that, oh, yeah. you know, whether you buy this product or not, you'd be great. It would be, you know, a, a benefit to you guys. And here's why, uh, you know, and I was real with them. Hey, you help me out as well. But, you know, if it's not for you, you know, don't feel pressure. And, they close? And, and guess why they close, though? Why? Because I didn't give them the hard sell. See, <laughs> like it was literally like they said, Dom, we had such a great time with you. You know, we kind of forgot what we were or for, you know, the last hour. Um, and even with this product, you know, we were actually going to buy from they were going to buy from one of our competitors because a, a friend of theirs, you right. know, they were going to get referral credits and everything. Um, so we sweetened the deal a little bit to, you know, kind of make it comparable. Right. But, you know, just the experience was a selling point. Right. So, you know, to your to your point. When it's not that connection there, they, you know, you, as a salesperson, you feel like you have to say something to convince them. Um, have you had you have you had a similar experience where that connection was the difference? No, I'm I'm still in amazement that you had their 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 attention for hours straight. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. That's that's definitely when you're when you're you're pulling on those strings and you're plucking at those heartstrings, and you know people notice it. You know, um, I think about waking up in the morning. You know, one of the first things I got to do, I got to get some type of prayer time, in, you know, because if I'm not me, <laughs> right. then people are going to know I'm not me, especially those who have, uh, you know, good connections with me. You know, people feel things. Right. That's why we say smile when you're talking, even though they can't see you. people mm -hmm. can feel those things. But but I do remember um, actually today I, I met with a uh, owner of a, a very large and upscale fine dining cuisine. They got they got a couple of different uh 
you know, franchises across the states. And it was very imperative that this person knew who they were working with because connection is all about building trust. And that trust Mm -hmm. is literally about saying, hey, I'm not going to let you down. Mm -hmm. But how do we back that up? Right. Right. We have to show people that who they may believe we are, who they thought we were walking through the door is completely different than what they're going to experience. Right. Right. So So it changes their perception. Exactly. So in today's experience, um, this gentleman <laughs> literally walking in the door, I found out that he was literally uh, just brought in as a partner. He's two weeks old in the partnership oh, wow. and he's never worked in his position at all. Okay. So not knowing this man from scratch and actually trying to connect with him, it was more so like, what can I ask? What can I say? What can I do to show this guy that it's okay? Right. right. So, you know, I'm looking at him, a maximum couple of questions about you know, payrolls and taxes and federal tax liabilities and things to see where he's at. Mm -hmm. And he sort of just looks at me and I say, hey, you know what? It's okay. I've been there too. Gotcha. And we both took this deep breath. And then my very next question, if you guys don't know, I'm a huge Redskins fan. So it's going to come up in every conversation. (laughs) I said to this guy, I said, do you watch football? And he was like, sparingly. Mm -hmm. I said, well, if you don't mind me asking, who do you root for? Mm-hmm. He's like the Redskins. So uh, I went over, I dapped him up, gave him a big hug. Yeah. And it was in that moment okay. that that man made the decision today that he would recommend the company that I was selling for mm-hmm. simply off the fact that he liked the way he was presented to. Mm-hmm. Mind you, we had not talked a single thing about the product mm-hmm. or the service. Wow. So it really is a testimony to the fact that people do buy you. That is true. So that rapport, that connection, if it's not built, then you don't have a case for any type of, you don't have a case. <laughs> right. No, you're right. Leave it at that. And, so, and uh, I think I was telling you how, um, when I spoke at Temple last week, um, to a couple of, uh, or three senior classes and they're going nice. to get their, um, you know, they have to get internships. They're getting ready to graduate. You know, uh, some of them are getting jobs. And, um, I always put, you know, when I was a hiring manager, uh, I had this kind of weird question of, you know, you know, sell me some water. Right. Um, (laughs) And the reason why is because I wanted to see what's the true kind of uh, essence of the of that salesperson skill. Right. Are they going to try to, you know, try to sell me on all the features and benefits of water or because water has so many uses? Are they going to qualify me to see exactly what I'm interested in and then, you know, go from there? So, of course, you know, nobody in this exercise (laughs) does the latter. Right. Class fails. They, you know, try to tell me about, you know, one even asked me, they did ask me one question, you know, are you thirsty? To which I replied, no. Right? <laughs> to which you replied, where you should be. Right? <laughs> Instant, you know, no connection at all. Right? right. Not even listening. Um, and then, of course, go on to tell me all the benefits of water, how it, you know, tastes good, it's good for you, it's, you know, minerals and blah, blah, you know, blah, As blah. As if blah. I didn't know it, right? A- exactly. <laughs> um, and then, you know, have all three, you know, have the, the volunteers sit down, ask, you know, have them clap, ask the class who you think is best. And of course, they choose the one who, you know, seems to have the best pitch, right? Who seemed most passionate about what they were saying, which shows that, you know, sometimes consumers don't listen and that's why they work sometimes. That's right. right. But in a lot of times, especially in this day and age with all the information out there, you know, more consumers are more informed. Mm-hmm. So you have to have that connection to get them to actually listen to you and see you as the expert. That's right. And so I asked this question of, you know, what was my purpose for wanting the water to which the whole class couldn't tell me. <laughs> no one. Right. <laughs> Nobody could tell me why I specifically was in the market for water. 
Um, and so I asked, you know, you know, they assume basically they assume, right? And they're like, yeah. And so I'm like, what if I told you that I was looking for water, you know, special water to water my grass, right? What if that was my reason for water? Well, but you had told me that exactly. Uh, but then again, you know, because by asking that question to me, I would have told you exactly what I was interested in, which would have informed you of how exactly to sell me. Um, and then you could use that as more connection points, right? Because again, that would forward the conversation as opposed to, you know, you just having one directional pitch that right. I'm not listening to. So I, I just thought that was an interesting point. Um, and appreciate you bringing that up. I, you know, I, I think it's interesting that when you took the various classes and you asked them to select the person mm -hmm. that they felt had the best pitch, right? they didn't base it or their merit wasn't necessarily tone and, you know, did his comments make sense? Were mm -hmm. they factual? They picked the person that they felt right. had the most energy and was mm -hmm. the most excited. And again, that's just an example of how important connection is. The right. people that they felt most connected to, they selected. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting that that worked out that way. That's pretty awesome. No, definitely. Um, so yeah, no, great segment. So in the next one, we'll talk about uh, kind of to that point of connection, how to adjust on the fly. Um, and be flexible with the, the, the prospect that you're trying to uh, sell the product to. So we'll be back shortly. All right. And so I'm back here again. This is your host, Dom Wilkins, here with Sean McGee. And we've been talking about Sean's experience in sales, um, how he's used connection and rapport building um, to really have an impact in the process. And he also made a comment about um, having to be flexible and adjust to the prospect. Um, you want to elaborate a little bit, you know, more about what you meant by that? Yeah, when, when, we, when we think about being flexible and being able to adjust, you know, one of the things that I find a lot of sales professionals aren't prepared for is the fact that they're not prepared for their preparation to fail them. So you walk into a situation, you've done all this research. Um, I know why my prospect needs the solution I'm selling. I've studied from, for the most part, the characteristics and the personality and persona type of the person that I'm going to be dealing with. Mm -hmm. I feel that I know them very well. Heck, I even got a little bit of the company's history. And I've even thought about asking them where they want to be seven to 10 years from now, six to 12 months from now. Where do they want to be? And I've got all this preparation. And then I walk in, having prepared for a specific audience. Mm -hmm. And that's not even the audience I'm delivering to. Right. What do I do now? Right. I think it's important to understand the concept of being able to pivot, um, being armed with a select group of questions that can get you out of trouble. Right. Mm -hmm. I call it SOS, but it doesn't stand for save our souls. Save mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. um, but with that being said, it's important that you're able to adjust yourself. You need to be able to read, relax, and relate. Mm -hmm. This is all, this, these three topics are principles of adjusting, mm -hmm. principles of just being flexible. And when you're flexible, what you're really communicating to your prospect who soon will be your client, because you're going to demonstrate that no matter the situation, I can adapt, adjust, and make sure that we're right where we need you to be. So it's very important to be flexible because we want to, A, communicate to our clients that, yes, we're prepared, but, yes, we're open to innovation and new ideas, and we can actually pivot on a dime 
and meet the needs. Mm -hmm. We can understand what we need to do. But flexibility really has helped me um, in being able to present to a diverse audience mm -hmm. and relate to a number of different changes and, you know, things that are happening in, in, in the business world. Things change every day. Exactly. Flexibility is just a natural thing, a natural component that you have to be able to uh, gravitate towards and adapt. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's huge as a as a salesperson. That's where some of that natural ability comes. Um, and even if it's not natural, like uh, like Sean said, having a process for that as well. Um, and what was that again? Read, relax, read, with. relate, and relax. Okay, and yeah. tell us a little bit more about that. I think that was a good point. You, you want to walk into the situation you thought you were well prepared, but the first thing you need to do is be able to read that. Okay, Mr. Donaldson is not here. This is Mrs. Jackson. She doesn't look too happy to see me right now. Relax. Yeah, we've all had that one. <laughs> the situation is assessed, but you're actually reaffirming and, 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 and rethinking through the processes that you might have to take. The, one of the very first questions you should ask yourself is, what does this person look like they could benefit from me sharing. Mm -hmm. Are they a dominant driver? Mm -hmm. Are they a person that just wants you to get straight to the point? Are they an analytic? Are they amiable, amiable, I should yeah. say, to, to some yeah, of the things that you're going to be saying? Yeah. You, you know, but at the end of the day, you read that situation and reading it is really all about you just understanding what is taking place. So you now have your direction. Right. Um, relaxing is just relaxing, man. Smile, take a chill pill, mm -hmm. have fun. Right. Think about that happy space. For me, it's a lot of snow and a lot of space in a big house and all my family there with Christmas trees. It's people <laughs> warm and fuzzy. And stuff. I tend to treat people nicer when I think about that. But do whatever you have to do to just relax. Yeah. Because when you're relaxed, your prospect is relaxed too. But finally, relate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what is something that you can observe from this person that you instantly can relate? Right, right. Maybe maybe she walks into the room and she wears the same color pumps that you may be wearing, young female. Right. Maybe he has on a nice tie and you recognize that you know that tie because you thought you were the only one that had it. Mm -hmm. Share that with them. Yeah. Once you relate with that person after reading and relaxing, that guard comes down. Now we can just have a conversation. So yeah. read, relate, relax. And one thing you said that I really liked was, uh, was have fun. Um, and I think that's what's carried me through my sales career. Is, you know, just having that, you know, being able to, you know, know this isn't, you know, brain surgery. Right. right? It's, not, it's not so serious. You know, you want to do well. You want to compete. Um, you know, you want to, you know, be useful within your organization. Um, and, you know, a lot of salespeople have bravado. So you want to, yeah. you know, strut a little bit. But, uh, but, you know, having fun, like taking on that challenge of, you know, turning somebody you know, from a frown to a smile, really. Absolutely. Like, or, you know, somebody who was just so opposed to spending any money with you or on your product to, you know, saying, yes, that makes sense, right? And that's a win and a great feeling all in itself. Um, and you want, to, you want to talk about, you know, a little bit about that win, just to sum it up um, for this segment? You know, I, I ask people that, that I work with in sales what they consider a win to be. You know, some of the common things I hear are, uh, when I put pen to paper, um, when the client tells me yes, <laughs> you know, and, and it, it strikes a bit of a nerve because yes, while all those things are good, what are you really striving to achieve here? Because the win for me is being able to say, not only do I have a great connection with this person, 
and I, pre I presented them with a valuable solution that they they, they definitely need. Mm -hmm. But the beautiful thing, the real win, is that no matter where that person goes from here on out, they were they were called the Sean McGee experience, whether they brought right. or not. That's the so you give people something to remember, they'll follow them a lifetime. They say a picture is worth a thousand words. Well, if a picture is worth a thousand words, what is a memory and an experience? Mm. These are the things that we want to deliver. And this is why we're in position to help so many of you today. Mm -hmm. Challenge yourselves and think about what do I think winning is? Ask yourself, if I can establish three relationships today that trust me, would that profit me 10 years from now? Nice. And if your answer is no, well, you need to do a few things. You need to head over to Dominate Ventures and <laughs> you need to jump yourself into a sales course. You need to listen to a couple more of these podcasts and you need to get with the mentor, all right? Whether you're reaching out to Dominique, whether you're reaching out to myself, or whether you're reaching out to, you know, any other resource out here, you need to get with someone so we can start helping you to understand what your win is. Mm. If the answer is yes, you do know three people that would benefit you and prosper you 10 years down the road from now. My question to you is, what are you doing today and what actions are you taking to strengthen those connections and give more? Right. So let your wins be your losses. And what I mean by that family is celebrate the struggles, celebrate the no sales, celebrate the no's. It just means they need more information. Hit the books and give them some more. Right. right. Learn more. Celebrate. Celebrate not getting the sale. Don't even celebrate the sale. What I'm really encouraging you to do is celebrate the person you met because those are things. These are the people. These are humans that make decisions to purchase from you. Right. So let's stop celebrating sales and start celebrating connections. That's the real one, my friend. No, that's that's awesome advice. They appreciate you. So it's been a pleasure. Thanks for imparting this wisdom on us. Um, and thank you for tuning in. Uh, we'll talk to you next episode. Ciao.